Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this message. Well, you can say on God for the Holy Spirit, but um, oh, I love Jesus. I do. I really do love Jesus. I do. And I'm, I'm glad I know him. So, um, we'll look at scriptures for, um, so I will give you a number of scriptures and the encouragement would be that you will get home and you will read them and much more than you read them, you will practice them. Um, you know, I didn't know this the way the service was going to go, but I remember, you know, just, I know we're praying for it. I was like, God, I'm just praying for an experience. Like, I just want you to take over the service and I'm happy the way the service is going, really happy. I know that he would minister to you beyond the things that I can say, and I'm trusting that he will. So, please help me welcome your neighbor to the month of, month of May. Their month, your month, my month of supernatural encounters. Let me tell your neighbor, welcome to your month of supernatural encounters. It will not just be another theme for the month. Tell them. It will not just be another theme for the month. It will be your reality. In Jesus' name. In case your neighbor did not say it like you would. um, I want you to say to yourself. This is my month. Of supernatural. Encounters. John 4. Um, John 4, uh, theme scripture for the month, John 4. Okay, it's verse 10. It says, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living waters. Um, If we back up a bit to, okay, I'm looking at time, to verses, okay. You can read it, read the entire John 4 verses 1 to 42 in your spare time. But you know, as our guest speaker was ministering, um, and he was saying that, don't go through the same route twice. It made sense to me. Because this route was a detour for Jesus. According to theologians, there are about three routes to get to the well from where Jesus was coming from. And he decided not to take the shortcuts. He took the longest route because there was an encounter waiting for someone. And when he said that, he just clicked. And I said to myself, you see, Jesus will reach out to you regardless of where you are at. So he did an, it took a detour, a longer journey, just to get the, to this woman that had need for an encounter. So I said to, you know, just check my Bible um, and just check, really, what's the definition of an encounter? And it says that an encounter is to come upon us or to experience something unexpectedly or by chance. That's the, what um, an encounter is. So unexpectedly or is by chance. And I said earlier, like um, Pastor Taiwo retreated this morning, you cannot prepare for an encounter but you can anticipate it. And I found it's even something stronger than anticipation. You can desire it. 
Psalm 42 verses 1. Um, My Bible person is on leave today. Psalm 42 verses 1. Okay, if my time is up, just let me know and then Holy Spirit will make it here. Um, This is a psalm um, of one of the sons of Korah. It says, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O Lord God. You cannot prepare for an encounter, but you can anticipate and you can desire an encounter. And the interesting thing about encounter is, most times when you don't desire an encounter, tendencies are you will miss the moment. We know the story of Jacob. Most times, when you anticipate an encounter, understanding you don't know when it's going to happen, but you desire it, you anticipate it, when it happens, it never leaves you the same way that it met you. And you know, as I was pondering upon this, I was looking at, you know, all through scriptures, Peter in Matthew 14, 28, when he said, when Jesus walked on waters, an encounter, saw Jesus walking on water, never happened before. What did Peter say? He didn't say, wow. If it's our age, we will carry our phone and record it. This is for the grams. And that's why I'm saying that there are two encounters. There's one that leaves you a wow. Let me record it and put on the ground. There is one that says, Lord, bid me come. So Peter saw that and say, said, Lord, bid me come. And that which had never happened before happened. Peter walked on water. I'm trusting God that that which has never happened before will happen not just to you. It will happen through you this month. In the name of Jesus. So Peter said, Lord, bid me come. Uh, Lord said, that's fine. Peter, it's never happened before. Somebody, you are going to defy logic this month. The things that God will do through you you will de- the, the mind of people will not be able to comprehend it. And I love scriptures. It says that what your mind can ask, what you can ask, think, or imagine, it says God is able to exceed them. And we are in that era where God wants to exceed. So he said, Peter, bid me come. We find another encounter for Peter in Acts 10, verses 9 to 16, where Jesus dropped the sheet and said, Peter, kill. Peter said, God, you don't understand. I don't eat unclean. God said, I'm I'm changing things. And that's what it's going to be for someone. God will shift things. He will change things just for you. So for Peter, God said, Peter, I'm letting you in into what I'm about to do. I'm changing not just for the Jews. I'm reaching out to the Gentiles. And Peter, you have to, I'm letting you in on it. You know, we were at a prayer meeting yesterday. And the guy, one of the guys that was leading the prayer was saying that, you know, when, um, I think it was Elisha, when he had prayed for the woman and she gave birth to a child and the child died. Elisha said, God had hid it from me. No, think about that for a moment. Because when he said that, I went back when I thought, I'm like, wow, that's true. He said, God had hid this from me. That means that, the guy said, he was entitled. I agree. That means that he, he, he was assured that Bisola cannot do this kind of thing without telling me. So when God shocked him, he had to say that, God, you shocked me. What level of relationship can you have with God?
God that you can say without doubt that something cannot happen in my family without my knowing. Hey, this is not the era for you to say my mother is praying. No, no, no. This is not the era for praying mothers. It's the era for praying youths. Joel 2 says that, and in that day, he says, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. He says, even your old men and your young men. He did not exclude the young men. And this is the era for the young men and women to stop depending on the fact that their mothers are praying for them, but to become the praying youth. That they will say in your family, if God is going to do anything, they would, uh, he would have told Bumi about it. And the devil will know that if he does not get Bumi say so, it cannot happen in this family. He will know that he cannot touch anybody in this regard because there is a youth in the house, not a youth that is still dependent on his mom. So when your mom is not praying, anything can happen in your house. When your daddy is not at home, the devil can just be swinging wings. Let him know. The Bible says, touch not my, he says, I will tell them, touch not my, he says, touch not the parents, or touch not the prophet. He says, my anointed, who is the anointed of the Lord? Tell your neighbor, you, 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 you. He says, for my sake, for their sake, he says, I will rebuke kings. He's not respecter of age. And the month of supernatural encounter is not respecter of age, gender, titles, or economic background. It's for people that are saying, if you can use anything, Lord. If any youth is going to make a different, Lord. If any youth is going to be daring, Lord. If any youth is going to say, not on my watch, Lord. If any youth is going to say, yes, I am that light, Lord. I am that truth, Lord. If there's any youth that will say, God says, I will back you up. Every time you have a desire. And you know what I'm praying? That desire, you know, David says that the Lord is like fire shot, the seal of the Lord says like fire shot up in my boat. <laughs> it will so burn you, you will not be able to keep still. You will be wondering, that's the fire I'm praying to God will catch up with you this morning. Hey, my turn. Okay, if I don't finish today, maybe we'll continue next week Sunday. Please open your Bibles with me to Psalm 63. I think I'll just give you the end and the beginning, and then maybe we'll continue next week. Psalm 63, verse 1. Here was the Psalm of David. Little wonder you were here. You know, I was pondering this week when God said, David is a man after my heart. Because I was thinking, David committed more sin than Saul. Why was Saul punished? David was not punished. And God says that there is no partiality with him. He says he's not a respecter of persons, but he's a respecter of hearts. He might not respect person, but he will respect your heart. And that's why he says in 1 Samuel, that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Psalm 63 verse 1, David said, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. You know why I started to look about at this a bit more? So if you actually go to read your Bible, John 4 verses 10, the, the old story was by the well, right? And it was telling the woman, um, give me a drink. And the woman said, oh, you don't have anything to come fresh. And Jesus said, oh, if you know what I'm asking, you will ask for it, water, and you will never thirst again, right? And the woman said, and I'm wondering how water suddenly switched to worship 
And Jesus said, you know, worship on this mountain. And then she went into town, read your Bible, and you know how the story went. So I started to look a bit more at thirst. And I started to ponder a bit more. Because think about it. What drove her to the place of the encounter? It was thirst. She needed water. The time she went to the well is an unusual time. Bible says that she went to the well at the sixth hour. The sixth hour is not 6 a.m. in the morning. The sixth hour is 12 noon. According to 12 noon, the sun is at its zenith. You know what zenith? It's not zenith banco. It means that it's at the highest. So our mates, when started to fetch this water at 6 a.m., she not go. Some people say maybe she had rejection or shame. Well, maybe so because of her background. Six husband is not beans. She must be a very strong and beautiful woman. But she did it. She got six under her belt. But she decided that is when the sun is leaking that she will go and fetch her own water. How thirsty can you be? I've come to address some situation that look like the sun is sunny. Like that's how, if they ask you to describe your situation now, is that hot tight, hot sunny. God says you are in good position. I have put you just at the right place for an encounter. But will you anticipate it so that when it does happen, you can seize it? So when I started to think about that, I went to look at thirst. And it says that thirst is to have a strong desire or a desperate longing for something. And that's why God says as many as hunger and thirst, they will be full. When you have a strong desire and you have a strong longing. You know, and I started to think about it. Okay, so how did Paul have a strong desire for that kind of encounter? Right? So I started to think about it and I thought about it. He did have a strong desire for God. It was just channeled wrongly. So it made sense that if you hunger and thirst for him, even if you are channeled wrongly, it will redirect you. So what called God was his desire. I started to think about it. Why will God call David a man after my own heart and pick him in place of Saul, knowing that because God is Alpha and the Omega, knowing the end from the beginning, he knew David was going to be sloppy, see Bathsheba, do the do, and kill Bathsheba's husband. Right? Most likely knew that. Yet, he went to pick him. A, is he a, what do they call male prostitutes now? May, what do they, I don't know. No, I mean for David, I just, it's, no, it's only one mistake now. Ah, he just finished his life. <laughs> one error of adultery. Mm-hmm. Adultra, adulteress. The man is adulterer, Abby. Woman is adulteress. English, Google. They say you should carry a dictionary. Open your Google and check it. So, adulterer plus murderer. And yet, God called him a man after the household. Because he was seeking God before the throne. When he was at the... You know, and that's why I was praying that God would give us a desire that is not for things. When he was at the back, just with him and the sheep, he was already practicing the presence of God. He already had a, he, and you will know he had the presence of God because that presence was enough to chase the demon that was chasing Saul. Because scripture says he will come and play up and the demon will flee. So before he got to the throne, when there was, you know, some of us, it's easy for us to praise God now and love God when there is everything has set. 
when everything is said, you say, ah, oh, God, I just, even your English will be different. God, I just want to thank you for today, you know. I really want you. Like when we were worshiping, some people were just like this, like, God, you know. I don't mind a little more of you, you know. I just, just want some more, you know. There are some people like, ah, oh, Lua. Um, yeah, let's come back to, ah, my time. Okay, I'll give you just the scriptures and maybe we'll round off. Okay, so let me just read out a couple of scriptures. Go study them at home, and then maybe next week we will look at them. Um, Psalm 61, sorry, Psalm 63, verses 1 to, I think, 1 to what? 1 to 6. 1 to 6. Psalm 42, verse 1. Psalm 20, verse 4. And that's what I'm going to round off with. Um, Psalm 20, verse 4. Um... Jeremiah 29, verses 13, particularly wanted to read that one. Let's just read some scriptures, and we will look at it again tomorrow or next time. Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, then you will call upon me. No, sorry, 13. It says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I want us to read the ampli- I'm going to read the Amplified Classic. It says, Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Encounters always answer to the voice of desire. Answers to the voice of one that desires God. And it's unfortunate that in our generation, we have exalted impartation more than encounters. I'm sure some people want me to call them out now, the way, unfortunately, not call you, not tell me your name. Say, Pastor, we say, when do you come and lay on? I said, there are two people here, you know. When he said, there are two people, you thought about this song, this song did not enter your head. You shall come out because Pastor, we must lay hand on you. We're a generation that has exalted impartation more than encounter. You know the thing about impartation? Sometimes limiting. Encounter is limitless. When it comes to impartation, you only get what God wants to give you. When it comes to encounter, you can make a demand on that which God did not plan to give you before and you can get it. You feel like I just rap like this. Go and listen to it on YouTube. I can't repeat. That's the story of Jacob. The angel did not mean to dislocate him. The angel just came for a wrestling match. The angel, we wrestle. If he was in partition, he would not have that opportunity. So don't pursue impartation. Pursue encounter with the person of Jesus. So why should we make encounters priority? Um, John 21 verses 15. Okay, let me round off with this because my timekeeper is already doing me eye. Round off with this. Let's just read our Psalm 20. Psalm 20. Holy Spirit, help me. So, how do you, okay, maybe I should do this. How do you pursue encounters or how do you desire encounters, right? How do you, how do you desire encounter? Um, That's the beautiful thing about it. There's no definition to desiring encounter. How do you desire encounter? Make it your priority. There's no five step to encounter. Then you will wake up, you will shabash, then you will fast, then you will swim, 
and you will sing. Then God will just show up. Like Batman. There is no step to encounter. Do you know the thing is? Why I said the only requirement for encounter is priority. For someone, it can be one day of fasting and God will tabernacle over your household. For somebody else, we fast 40 days first. Does not make the one day more holy than the 40 days. Different calls, different necessity. You just have to focus on your focus and say, my focus is Jesus and I'm going to tarry with him until he shows up. Paul had to go through the rigor of killing, killing, killing before Jesus showed up. Peter was just upstairs, just saying, oh God, we're having a good time. Suddenly, vision show. Some of you, if you see vision like this, oh my shock, eh? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Just make it your priority. How do you know what is your priority? What do you spend your time on? I tell people time is a revealer. It reveals even you. If you make it your priority, it's taking your time. It's taking your resources. Your resources include your time, your money, your attention. You know, when I was praying, so God was telling me that some people, your priority with your mouth is God. Your priority that sometime you need to lay at the altar can be a job, can be a relationship, can be past achievements. And all of that is blinding you from making God your priority. And what God is saying is, if you desire me, I'm your. You know, it's like saying, I'm toasting Bumi now. Let's say that I'm in case, I'm not saying that I'm doing that just because some people's imagination is to run right now. I'm saying if I'm, and I say that I, you know, Bumi is the object of my affection. I'm really desiring him. How do you know that I'm toasting him? God bless you. I'm always around him. Somebody say I'll cut eye. I don't know about that. But you'll cut eye. You always want to be around the Maybe, spoiler alert, if you're always calling him or her and they're always too busy, you are not the longing of their hearts. You are not desire of their life. So just break up and focus on Jesus. Jesus is your all in all. Right now, just break up and focus on Jesus. Let me tell your neighbor, Jesus is your all in. Now, before you talk too much, answer. Are you too busy for Jesus? You know, it's, it's easy to look at that boy and be like, ah, Pastor Peter, it's true. When I text him, it takes 24 hours for him to return. If I say, why so long? He's busy. Are you too busy for Jesus? Can he, can he interrupt? You know, there's a new Bridgeting now. I've not watched it, but I saw one Tosu system member did voice notes, like five on our WhatsApp, evaluating Bridgeting. Page, she not come to church today, but she know herself. Page by page, evaluating. I shall listen to the first two. After I got tired, I did not listen to the remaining three. But I was just skipping to see how many. Can Jesus interrupt your Bridgeting and say, come and spend time with me? You don't, you don't watch Bridgeting. Chelsea, I, I saw one uh, song that they have been singing for Chelsea now. I don't know what's happening. But Chelsea's fan, please wave to Jesus. God will help you and strengthen you and keep you. Can Jesus interrupt Chelsea and say, I need your attention for the next five minutes? Even worse, 
He now asks for your attention, not to pray for yourself. He says, pray for somebody you don't like. You know, it's easier when he interrupts you and say, intercede for your family because you don't want anything to happen to them. Say, ah, God, don't let my family. If he interrupts you and asks you to pray for a nation that you're not even living in, they have even been bouncing you visa. What's your priority? You know why I'm using these examples? When something is your priority, it does not matter what you get from it. It matters who sent you. Um, we will continue sometime next week. But, make Jesus your priority. And let's, just, let's round off with Psalm 20. Psalm 20 verse 4 says, May God grant you according to your heart desires and fulfill all your plans. My question is, if it does grant your heart desires, what would they be? I want us to bow down my head and say, God, help me. Help me to make you my priority. I know there's a lot of distraction, a lot of things are happening. As young people, clamoring for our attention, we want to hustle, we want to have money, we want the right relationship, we want all of this, all of that. But just, God, help me to make you my priority. Understanding that when you pursue, you make God your priority, money will come. All of these things will come. The priority might be for you to shine as Jesus in your office. So don't worry that uh, maybe if I make God my own answer, I should become pastor. Be so you now. Don't worry. So just God, help me. Help me to make you my priority. Anything that is taking my attention away from you, Father, help me. Help me to give you my complete attention and make Jesus my priority. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all for glory. In Jesus' name we have prayer. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.